Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and on this episode I speak with Anna Antinova, uh, one half of the 2 for 2 team and developers of new release game Capia. Now, I spoke to Anna a couple of months ago, uh, and this interview went out live on our YouTube channel. But if you missed that, then this interview is going to be uploaded in its entirety, which you will hear in just a moment. So you'll hear some references uh, to the live chat. And um, you can, if you're listening to this on the website, you can also watch it. You get the link below. The link to the YouTube uh, video will also be in the show notes and the link to uh, the game uh, Capia on Steam and GOG. So, uh, well, without further ado, here is my interview with Anna Antinova. Please enjoy. Well, I am joined by Anna, oh, I might get your name wrong. Is it Anna Antinova? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You can just go and mimic and uh, I'm known by my, was it? Second name, pseudonym. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, one half of the developers, two for two, uh, who have just released uh, your first adventure game, I believe, Capia. And yes. uh, released on the 25th of January, 2022. And it's so far got some really, really good reviews. So he, first of all, huge congratulations on releasing the game because I know how hard you guys worked on it. <laughs> oh, it is. thank you so much. I mean, it's a huge moment for us and it was absolutely crazy yesterday. And I know you guys were writing and I don't know. I was trying to answer every comment, but I don't know how well I did. But I mean, it was so cool that you all helped us, you know, spread the word and you shared our stuff and I've seen it. I've seen everything, but I don't know if I got to all of you. <laughs> Well, it's um, you know it's an absolute pleasure. As I said before recording, you uh, you know you you were really really nice. The game looks really good, so I think we were all kind of invested. We were all first of all hoping it's really good, which from the reviews, it uh, people really like it. And actually, yes, um, on the chat, uh, hello, cryptic hybrid. He also says it's on GOG, um, is, which I forgot is, to include yes. the link. Well, I will include the link um, in the description on YouTube and I will include it in the link um, for the podcast as well. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, so first of all, hello, Anna. How are you doing, first of all? I'm doing good. I mean, I'm, I promised everyone a tired uh, developer, but I think I'm kind of hyped now <laughs> <laughs> because I'm here live. <laughs> Well, it is a very casual developer, so <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. Go, going to hold truth. Yeah, no, you must be because we, we are recording this uh, the day after your game has gone live. So uh, you, you must. How, how do you feel now? One day after, are you able to relax now that the game has been released, or do you still feel the nerves, or um, do you still feel tired? It is the weirdest feeling in the world. I, I, I'm, I swear, I cannot grasp it. I cannot explain it right now. I think maybe interest when I'm going to be a grandma and I'm going to be like 80 years old and my walking chair or whatever them, wherever grandmas have. That I will tell you more about this feeling. But right now, I really I don't understand. I mean, it's just absolutely crazy having something that's been 
oh, produced with so much struggle and passion and love and uh, just see see the world and see your reactions. It was, uh, your reactions were something that we, um, we could die for really. I mean, it was absolutely astonishing. We uh, spe we did give some keys out to you know see reactions on Twitch and um, on uh, YouTube. So uh, that's probably what we did for before the release. So we just sat down and watch out Capian being played by different people, and it was absolutely astonishing. Very interesting experience, I must admit. Yeah, how does it feel to see other people play your game that you've worked on? It must be a strange feeling. It is strange feeling. <laughs> well, we did have some, uh, we did spend in testing uh, for uh, like last six months we spent in testing. Wow. So we did have, we were prepared uh, to see other people play our game. <laughs> but I mean, uh, seeing it play, being played as a whole, it's, it is different because I mean it is an adventure and you need to you know you need to check out the story you need to see people dive into the story uh, understand characters you know see how those characters come alive in their eyes and through their emotions and through their understanding of what's going on in this universe of Kapia and uh yeah we got that and it was really awesome to watch well, that sounds great. Well, we'll be speaking a lot more about Cap without spoilers. <laughs> I need to add so. in case people are worried. <laughs> we will not be if talking. I, if spoilers. I make one, just you know, do this. <laughs> well, there will be no spoilers for me. <laughs> but uh, well, of course, you're a developer. You can say whatever you wish about it. But um, uh, before we talk about uh, your game, Capia, I was wanted to ask you. Um, well, first of all, I ask every developer I speak with uh, to give a brief introduction about themselves. I remember at the studio. And what are your favorite adventure games? Favorite adventure games? Oh, well. Uh, that's that's I, usually I, the most difficult question people tell it me. It is usually, <laughs> yes. But I also say, I always say Green Fandango. And I mean, you cannot go wrong that's with a, that. You can't go <laughs> wrong with that, really. That's a, that's a very good option, I think, too. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, can, I can name a few maybe yeah? other ones. But I mean, I, I really like Still Life, for example. That's one of the older ones that I really enjoy. And uh, The Dig was, well, that's classic. But I mean, uh, if we go something that relates maybe more to 3D, so that's probably Green Fandango. Yeah, no, it's a fan fantastic mm -hmm. game, one of the classics. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I have the best childhood uh, memories <laughs> with it, so I can't. Yeah, no, my, myself as well. I think I bought it several times um, because I grew up kind of, you know, well, between Spain and Ireland. And I think mm. I played it in Spanish first and then I played it in English. Oh, cool. And then I got the re-release and I still haven't play, played it, but I've got it a few times. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so um, no, absolutely. And are there any recent games? Have you been able to play any recent games since you've been so busy working on the game? For the last two years, I mean, I, we've only played demos uh, and um, there are some magnificent demos available. Oh, absolutely. Right yeah. now, especially in the indie community has grown mm -hmm. so incredibly strong. I mean, I, I, it's just mind blowing how strong games are right now that are indie produced. And to think that, um, I don't know, it can be made with such a small forces that people are creating games with right now. I mean, it's, uh, usually teams of like one or mm. five maximum. I, we have two people and uh, we're still able to produce a six hour long adventure in 3D. That's, I mean, for me, that is astonishing. Like, but yourself and, and your husband who have 
uh, worked on this game and uh, other indie studios, you know, and to, you know, the look of the games and just the games that, that you know, we say on the podcast that this is another golden age for adventure games. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I, I deserve, believe so. I deserve, mean, this genre deserves that. I mean, uh, absolutely, because yeah. we, we we still can't uh, cover even half the games that are adventure games that are released. And there's, we were actually saying in our Discord today that um, it's great because there are still a lot of traditional point and click adventure games, and there's more newer type of adventure games um, out as well. Uh, so I think it's a great time to be a fan of adventure games, whichever ones you prefer. So. Um, well, before we get on, uh, there was another question in the chat from Sean D, which I will get to hello. about your game. So hello, Sean. And he also says congrats on the release. Thank but, you. Uh, so before we get to talk about the game, uh, would you like to see a trailer of your game that you've been working on the last seven years? <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's such a delight. <laughs> well, for people watching, I will attempt to uh, put on the trailer now. And for people listening on the podcast, uh, you can still listen. So uh, let us hope that uh, this works. <laughs> so here is then a trailer for your new game, Capia. Rennie. This is the last story before bedtime. Grandpa, tell me how you went on the journey to save Capia. It's a long story, Pumpkin. Then tell me about your friend Build-A-Robot and how you tricked the cat in a mechanical suit. Those are two different stories. This whole trick only works on Zim. But I'm still not sleepy. The war started. You can always finish tomorrow. I knew that was your question all along. I had set out to find the origin of the war between the East and the West. Little did I know that the beginning of my story would mark the end of our known world. So that was a trailer. Capia, uh, as we saw in the video, a funky apocalyptic adventure. Indeed it is. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I really like how it turned out, to be honest. <laughs> it was like, it was a crazy idea, you know, to write a scenario for something really short and, uh, you know, to fit those lines into the scenario. And uh, I like that it really worked out because it was my first experience doing that. So Well, well you wouldn't have known because certainly very intriguing. You know, so certainly I watched a trailer and I was thinking, I really want to, because I think it's, um, you know, there's some trailers, especially for movies, that sometimes give away the story and you're like, okay, I've seen the, the entire movie, I don't need to watch it. But for, for this, I was like, you know, I think we get just enough story, we get just enough about the world, but we want to know more. <laughs> I really want to delve into this world to find out more. So I thought that was my first question, and then I will get to the question from Sean D. Uh -huh. uh, first of all, what um, what can you tell us about the story and the setup of uh, of Capia? Oh, the story. Uh, well, in as a whole, the story is uh, it's about. Uh, Two worlds. I mean, it's it's about uh, the East and the West, and uh, the tension that they have between them, and uh, the tension was created by propaganda. So we are going to discuss how propaganda influences our our common lives. So 
that's like the big story about everything. But underneath lies the relationship between little girl Rennie and uh, her grandfather Stefan. And uh, then we're going to see how this works out because I mean, Stefan, he's like this, uh, you know, big muscular guy and he's all manly. And then you have this, uh, his counterparts, the Rennie. And uh, the way we have our whole um, game built is each level, they represent either Stefan or Rennie. So, so levels that we have built for Rennie, they are more, uh, they have more puzzles and they're like lighter and, uh, you know, you don't get so much stories. And then levels for Stefan, they're like heavier, you get this, big picture of what's going on in this universe. You know, you dive into this uh, big story of this tension, of this conflict. So that's what we wanted to do. You know, we, did, we divided everything into, you know, contrasting parts, and then we covered everything with a huge dome. So um, those contrasting parts, they're, you know, brewing inside of this uh, secluded environment. Yeah, I love the, the contrast. First of all, you said, you know, the big story about propaganda as well, which I think is very relevant. Uh, well, for any time, really, but especially I think yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and also uh, then this more personal story between the grandfather and the granddaughter and in the contrast between them. So, um, uh, so you know, that looks really good. And then in the chat, then Shondi asks, um, are Rennie and or Stefan inspired by anyone in your life? Oh, it's it it is a tough question because I think <laughs> in a way it is, but um as being a being a writer for the story, it is difficult for me to step away um far enough to see the retrospective is it, is it the word retrospective? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, That's so right. <laughs> see in retrospective. <laughs> Because um, maybe, you know, uh, I think it's uh, parts of maybe my personality or my husband's personalities, but I mean, it's not a single person, but, but maybe a, a, a accumulation of uh, single traits that we combined into uh, one story. Because I mean, uh, the way this, uh, Stephanie is, they, they are not like characters, but they are more of um, the way that we saw people as we traveled and we traveled quite a lot uh, over five years and we lived in different countries so we looked at people and we kind of uh, made them into you know this kind of common trait for Stefan and common trait for Rennie I don't know if that makes sense but yeah. I mean so sorry guys I mean I this is right now you asked me a question and I'm trying to answer it like live so <laughs> <laughs> this is the best you guys get right now yeah. I will be thinking more about it because I mean it's a really good question but for right now that's what you get because I mean uh, huh yeah, no, it's, I think you I think you answered well. Well, well, uh, Sean D will take the credit for that question. <laughs> for that very tough question. Oh no, it's a very good question actually. Um, but yeah, no, I was curious about that myself. But then I suppose um, uh, you, you mentioned a bit about the world of uh, Capia and uh, how did you? Because first of all, it was you and your husband. You were you the only people who worked on this game? It's a two-person team. Is that correct? Uh, it's independent project i mean independent indie uh, indie published indie developed but i mean we did get help from kickstarter so i mean uh, you mm. do need to call that and with people who helped on this kickstarter to help us tremendously i mean this last push i mean i don't know if we could have made it without them i mean seriously it's just it would have been 
like too big for us probably uh maybe maybe we would make it but it would take like another three years or something like that and uh, you know games do get old and it was difficult uh, on mm. this very last step but yeah it was absolutely independently developed i mean i'm an artist and a writer for this project my husband is an animator he is also he's also the unity master so that's uh so that's very much uh, the two of us but i mean we also had voice actors and we, we had our wonderful musicians i mean we, we, how can we like go past our wonderful composers and thomas palazzi who is the main composer who uh, created most of our soundtrack and we had two more who the uh, one uh, who, who did the, the rest of them and we mm. have a few, few more soundtracks and that was an idea we wanted to have a couple of musicians because um you know contrast <laughs> that's now <laughs> crazy contrast idea yeah well uh sean d then said thanks for the answer i just really like how these characters are written um so um and so how did you and your husband come up with the idea for this game then um how did you come up with the idea for you know this game in a funky apocalyptic world as you <laughs> as you mentioned because i love the idea so <laughs> just curious how you came up with it <laughs> the world itself i mean the stylistically i think that's something that we've always done i mean that's that's so me and so my husband it's just something that we like <laughs> so stylistically it's like right there but i mean the whole idea that's something that we came up during our uh, travels and uh, we travel we started from latvia and then we traveled to israel and then we oh we also lived in spain and um and now here in montenegro but i mean uh, all in every country that we lived uh, we noticed that there are some common traits and there are also differences that, I mean, uh, cultural differences. And uh, the way we travel, we actually really like to uh, learn the language a little bit and, you know, dive into culture a little bit. So in the end, I ended up with a really poor knowledge of quite a few languages. <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, the inspiration behind Kavya and the, the, the first location, Latvia. Uh, a lot of their locations uh, got into the um, level three, the city of our game. Uh, one of the locations that's actually a street, that's actually a real street. Uh, it's a little bit altered, but a lot of houses, you can, um, you know, look at them and uh, recognize them. Okay, yeah, that, that, that uh, sounds really cool, because when I spoke with uh, Livu Bohr, who made uh, Gibus, uh, uh -huh. he mentioned that uh, all the houses in the game that they're all based on, I think, real houses in his hometown, Transylvania. <laughs> so I really love it when you know developers do something like that, that you know that people can recognize, oh yeah, maybe these are style in, in a country or a culture. I guess, it's a, it's a, game. I guess it's a very close idea. I mean, to the developers, I mean, we will bring piece of ourselves and our mm. universes. I mean, you can go past that. Um, I think you guys know us a lot more than we know ourselves by playing, you know, those games in a way. Uh, no, that sounds uh, fantastic. And so, Dan, you mentioned a little bit about the uh, grandfather and the granddaughter. Mm -hmm. um, was was this the idea from from early on that we would control? So we can control these two characters, as you mentioned. Uh, was this the idea early early on? Uh, how did you come up with the idea to play these two main characters and for them to have like these differences? Well, first of all, my uh, my father figure was my grandfather, uh, so okay. uh, that was probably um, something that uh, was really deep inside of me from the mm. very early on. But um, 
the whole idea, it's already contrast, it's all there. So we, we thought of, you know, what can the contrast best? I mean, little girl and the, you know, big bold guy. Uh, we really wanted to show, because of this uh, split universe, you know, the split world, we wanted to show uh, how differences can become uh, similarities. And I think um, when you play Kapia and you, um, you play for one character and then you play for, for, for Stefan, for example, and then uh, you, you know, take a notice of how he behaves with people and how he answers questions. And um, then you play for any and uh, you really notice those traits of being, you, you, you we try to show that they are family. And uh, we even uh, some, of, some of the movements that they make, they make the same, you know, um, kind of gestures. So you can really um, notice oh. that. Lovely. So you animated the same gestures for the two characters? Uh, for some of them, yeah. It's just a little, you know, inside. Uh, you won't notice, you know, unless you look for it. But I mean, it's there. And I think that's a, that's a nice detail. And uh, we did put a lot of details and arches into the story and the, in the whole game. So it, it, can be exp it can express what we meant uh, better. Fantastic. No, again, I love these little details that uh, that you guys have added. You know, kind of to show, you know, add more person, add personality to to the game and to the characters. And um, and then, what about you know? We sp spoke a little bit about the main characters. Uh, what can you say anything about um, some of the other characters that we might meet in the game? Of course, without any spoilers. Um, but there's some interesting looking characters in the trailer. <laughs> Was there? Oh, I bet you mean. I bet you mean that cat. <laughs> yes, there, there's a cat. I think that was in a suit, and there's a big yeah. robotic head. Uh, so over to you. What can you say again, without spoilers? Um, um, you know about these characters that we will meet. Oh, you will meet a whole. If you if you like if you like robotic cat in a mechanical suit, you are in for a surprise. I mean, we are going to meet a lot of interesting characters, and we are going to learn their stories. And um, the way copy is built, basically, you um, learn uh, about characters' personalities, not the main characters, but I mean uh, the secondary ones. Uh, from uh, Rennie, or rather from their treatment of Rennie. Uh, we thought that it would be interesting because um, I think it's very showing uh, how, mm. you know, when people treat children, I mean, differently, you know how it is. I, I think it's very showing um, what kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. So if you have this, you know, not very pleasant uh, person who is treating, you know, little girl uh, meanly or maybe rudely. Uh, so you understand that this uh, person is, uh, you know, even worse than uh, he would have, uh, he would have been if he would have treated Stefan the same way. You know what I mean? I, uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm making sense or no, where I we, stopped, make, stopped we, making sense after release immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I get it. That we can tell the, um, you know, what the characters are like based on how they treat children. So we can see that in the game, which again, it's another, I think, a really interesting um, perspective as well. You can see things from the perspective of, of a child then. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, no, so there are some really cool looking characters. So it's some good characters and I imagine. And as you mentioned, some other characters, if they treat the character, you know, rudely as well. Right. Um, 
uh, that and uh, also believe from the, the Steam page and from the description that there is uh, there is a war. I think is a war between the East and the West. Right, right. And right. also, what uh, kind of made me laugh is. Uh, there is a mysterious intelligent infection that is forcing people to live under city lockdown. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, have, you, have you guys? So you started this game was it six, seven years ago. Um, are you guys able to predict the future? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope I don't have this power. <laughs> Please don't put me into this, you know, position of responsibility. <laughs> yes, it's all on you. But uh, no, I think it's very, very curious because um, I think. I think, you know, like a few years ago, if you read that, we probably thought, oh, post-apocalyptic and, you know, that will never happen. Exactly. But last two years has shown, oh, this actually can happen. But um, <laughs> but I suppose, what, what can you tell us about the, the world? You know, you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, with propaganda and that. What can you tell us about the differences between East and West in this game? And, uh, oh, this, yeah, oh, sure. infection. Oh, so- one side is all about bionicle and the other side is all about mechanical. So we have this contrast as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, that's where they uh, actually uh, collided, basically, on this um, on this ground. And then uh, one, I don't want to give you spoilers. Well, we, okay, I think that uh, we can say, we can say that that's enough. Um, maybe, maybe, what? because I mean, this is, that's the main difference here and um i mean it's all about yeah because i mean we want to discuss exactly the contrast and we want to discuss the uh meaning of propaganda and how propaganda is okay i'm gonna give you a little spoiler because i mean i can describe it without this is what we have about you know the propaganda is basically the disease Okay, and, but <laughs> of course, in copy, it's going to be uh, in a little bit different form. But that's the whole, you know, this is the big idea about it. Okay, well, when I play this game, maybe we can come back and do a spoiler discussion. Spoiler discussion. <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm gonna uh, write it in big letters. Spoiler discussion. Have, but right now there will be only there will for be no... players. Only for players. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no. Right, right now, at least. Um, so the, the propaganda, as you mentioned, is the infection. I'm right. really curious to, to. And can you tell us what uh, Capia means or Capia stands for, or is that a spoiler as well? Do no, we it's actually out? not a spoiler because it's okay. something that I com- <laughs> that I completely came up with, and then it it just it just grew into something crazy. I mean, that's again where I say no, I'm not uh, seeing the future and anything like that because when we moved to Montenegro and we start as we always do, started learning a little bit of language, it turned out that Capia it it means gates in here. It, it gates. Yes, gates. Okay. I mean, it's actually the word that means gates. Or I mean, it's it's written a little bit differently, but I mean, it's very similar to to this word. And it was like, oh my god, if I were to come up with some with any meaning for my for this word, this would be the perfect one. I mean, this would be the perfect one to name a game after. Okay. Well, that answered that question. Thank you. Uh, so moving on from the story, then I think uh, we can move on to the gameplay itself. Now you mentioned a little bit about the I think was it the puzzles, depending on the, the contrast between the two characters, the grandfather and the granddaughter. Um, right. So what what kind of puzzles then, more or less, can we expect with the two characters? Oh, you know what what 
uh, we read reviews, each review, and I mean, we read it and then we reread it, and especially good ones. <laughs> and, That's good. and luckily, there are good ones. Uh, Dominating the good ones. So, my husband is listening in, I swear. <laughs> he can join us if he wishes to. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Oh, with the reviews and the, the 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 best part about the reviews was that the puzzles are logical, mm. and that's what we were fighting to achieve. And I mean, I'm so happy that because it's so difficult to you know <laughs> hit someone else's logic with your own logic. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm so happy that we actually managed to do that um, because of the reviews we are getting. Um, but the puzzles, I mean, we constructed them for the story, and uh, I think that was the good uh, decision uh, to be made. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can disassemble things, you can <laughs> assemble things, you can, you know, try uh, different, um, uh, you, there are some conversational puzzles, and there are also a lot of mini games, a lot of mini games that we implemented into the story. And I like how they, um, you know, it's something different. I mean, you do puzzles, puzzles, you do hard mind work, and then you switch to a mini game. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. But um, as you mentioned, it must be very difficult to find a balance of, as you say, logical puzzles that right. are challenging, but maybe not too challenging. But then for different people, right. the, you know, the puzzles are, you know, different kinds of challenges. Some people might find them very difficult. Others might find them very easy. Exactly. But, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Because, so, um, sorry, I'll, you know, you could. Because I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, just uh, going to take a moment because, I mean, with the challenge and stuff, we, this is why we, we added uh, hints. So we, we actually have hints in, inside the game. So if it is too challenging, you can open up a hint. And I know they, they're very useful. I, I love using that as well. And then you have tab options. So it, uh, you know, highlights your objects and uh, things like that. So I know the game is, it's, it isn't like a simple game. It's not like you would just sit down and, you know, do uh, <laughs> this kind of stuff. No, you, you do have to think uh, of how to do certain things. But I mean, in general, it, it, it this is why you have hints and this is why you have... Uh, you know, I, I'm delighted you mentioned that because uh, I've been saying for games and adventure games in particular, one way I think that it can help with accessibility or even with people... Um, you know, if we're stuck and without uh, going right. to a walkthrough, would be to have a hint system and also the hotspot uh, highlighter, which you mentioned as well. Um, how did you come up with the hint system? Because other developers have told me that it was challenging for them to, you know, come up with the hints that, um, you know, because to try and figure out at what point the players are in the game, you know, what puzzle they might need help with. Uh, so how did you guys hmm. approach it? Oh, basically, you have hints for everything. I mean, uh, for every puzzle, you have hints. Uh, for every action, you have hints. Uh, and then it's up to you to choose uh, to open it up or not. And it will, uh, I mean, uh, at a certain period of, uh, of the game, at a certain period of time, it will open um, an appropriate hint for you. It will okay. suggest it will suggest an appropriate hint. So and then you have a timer. And I think it's three minutes, if I'm not mistaken, because we were trying to adjust it perfectly too. But mm. right now I think it's set to three minutes. I think it's a good time, you know, just to give you a little bit of challenge. So you just don't go, you know, click, click, click and uh, through the game. You gotta think a little bit. 
um, but yeah, I, I think it, I like how it turned out. I mean, I'm satisfied with it and I've seen it being helpful for people on streams. So that's very good because I mean, uh, I'd imagine that doing a stream is additional challenge because I mean, you sit there and you know, you know, you have a certain period of time where you're active and you need to, you know, just go through it. And so that's uh, something that we really, um, we're really fond of indeed. Yeah, well, I am too. First of all, you know, logical oh. <laughs> puzzles that make sense, but then also optional hints as well, because sometimes, I mean, I like to try and figure it out myself, but sometimes I need like a little nudge in the right direction. Exactly. And, um, you know, rather than, you know, going out to, to a walkthrough um, mm -hmm. outside a game. So I think this really helps. Um, so I'm delighted to hear that. So this way you don't fall through this fourth wall, you know, you don't mm. you know, go outside to the internet, you just stay in contact. Exactly. Right. No, that sounds really good. I'm delighted to hear that. <laughs> and uh, because there are some people who still, you know, more of the traditional people say, no, we don't want any hint at all. We don't want. But if it's optional, I think it's look, optional. Yeah, then... you don't want them. You don't need them. And the, exactly. the, the, the way the game works, uh, the first thing you're being asked is, do you want hints? Yes or no? So Perfect. You and so... If, you, if you decide that indeed you do, after a while, you can turn it on and you can enjoy it. Perfect. I mean, I think that's the best way, personally. So I'm delighted to hear that you guys have done the same. Um, and so, and then I, I was reading on the uh, store description as well that are there two ways to play the game that is point and click and with the controller? Is that correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. And the under point and click, there is two options of clicking. I don't know how. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, because I mean, uh, you can just you know click and drag, or you can click, drag, and click. You know, upon release oh. for the object. So you have that uh, that control control as well in the options. Uh, you can choose whichever is more suitable for you, and uh, just a little bit, you know, uh, more adjustments there. And yes, controller, absolutely, it's a controller um, completely supported in the game. So we implemented that as well. And that's something we really wanted to do. But I mean, we just thought it may be, may be a bit of a too much challenge, but my husband, he really wanted to do that uh, for Kapia and with, you know, this first, uh, with this first person view with our hands, I think it really works well together. And I think of Kapia, you know, as a more of a more modern classical adventure, because I mean, the style is classical. I mean, we have those uh, puzzles are quite classical and uh, the way we do modeling, I mean, it's kind of nostalgic style, I would describe it this way, but um, the whole game Gameplay, it's much faster paced and uh, mm. so I think you know it's easier and with, with those uh, hints it's uh, it, 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 it you know lowers level of challenge as it used to be in uh, mm. older classical games I believe yeah no I, again I, I I feel like this game was made for me because <laughs> everything you're saying mm. so I'm like I mean I think the more options if possible the better to give players. Now I do understand with indie studios and resources, but I think it's great that uh, you were able to add both options. Was it uh, was it a big challenge to add to make the game both point and click, and then point and drag and click and uh, controller uh, as well? Oh, the oh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> especially especially with uh, testing because th this is why we spent so long in testing and the last period of you know uh, of development. Uh, because we, I mean, uh, after you make any uh, change in the game, you have to go through <laughs> through, through the game. And it's, mm. it, it isn't a short game. I mean, uh, I've seen people um, 
go through it for in uh, five hours, but I mean, uh, that's the fastest that I've seen people do it. Maybe four and a half, something like that. But I mean, we probably need to click through some dialogues. Um, I, Which uh, I very, if I, I never do, I try not to. Cause well, I... if you if you won't, if you won't, I estimate uh, probably mm, maybe as long as nine hours. Wow, that's if, a very good, uh, uh, good length. It is uh, because I mean, if you read, uh, you know, posters, if you read the inside information inside computers, and uh, you know, if you do just, if you do uh, go through those puzzles in kind of a chill, you know, mode, not, oh my God, I need to solve it. <laughs> uh, then I think it will take, it, it can take as long as nine, um, but you can generally maybe six, you know, something like this. Okay, no, that's in this In this range, hmm. I'd say. No, that, that sounds really good because I like to, you know, take my time with, I mean, there's so many games to play. It's very tempting to nearly rush through them, but I also like to take my time with them. As you say, you click on all the options and click on all the hotspots. And I think especially with a game like this, where there's so much attention seems to be given to the whole world as well. I think it'd be great to click on, you know, mentioned the posters and the hotspots to discover right. more about the world as well, rather than just rushing through the game. I mean, that's my opinion. Um, exactly. That's the way I would like to play, but I know dif different people play different uh, This is ways, how but... I would like to see my game being played. To be well, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm looking looking forward to it. And now it also, it, um, it looks fantastic. You mentioned it's in 3D as well, that it has a 3D divine, uh, design. Um, so first of all, what which engine did you guys use for the game? and? It is Unity. Uh, we did it all on Unity, and which uh, selected it to have uh, this cross-platform option. What we didn't expect is the length of uh, the development. I mean, we did ex <laughs> as as every developer. Always I think says. everyone says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! How did it happen? <laughs> six years later, it was supposed to be a two-month project. <laughs> and then it becomes six years. You mean there were several people that. I, I spoke to some people who were over 10 years working on their game. Right. And it right. started off small, but then it became bigger and bigger. Um, mm -hmm. 10 years later, they're still working on the game. So it can't easily happen from what I've heard. It is. And the, <laughs> the funny thing is it was uh, a completely opposite for us. I mean, it started bigger and then we compressed it because originally Copia was supposed to come out in three parts. Okay. But, uh, so you would have like two hour gameplay at a time, but then in the middle of development, we decided to do uh, a whole game. I mean, release it as a whole. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember why. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it was a long time ago. I mean, I really need, I, was, I just remembered and I was like, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, it uh, seems to work because now the full game has been released. Yes, yes, we made it. So maybe it was a good decision because we made it. So. Yeah, and uh, because uh, what is your your what are your thoughts on episodic games then as well? Because you, this was planned, you said to be episodic. Uh, do you like it when games are released episodically, or or maybe do you prefer full games now the way Capio is released? Or does it depend on the game? Maybe <laughs> it depends on the, uh, depends on uh, what people are trying to do, because sometimes right. sometimes they're trying to you know just extend the game to a crazy length, you know, like this soap opera kind of thing. But mm. when people originally have like a 
three-part game, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I understand if, if they are on schedule, I mean, and hardly, we are hardly ever on schedule, but um, <laughs> if they know what they're doing, if that's, uh, if they have a whole story written out in the beginning and they want, this is what they want to do, this is what they have their mind set on, that's, you know, that's where they're going with, I don't have a problem with waiting. I mean, it, it just uh, end in a good spot and uh, I'm cool with that. I, I will replay the first, you know, part after that, so no problem. Uh, but you know, if uh, people are just trying to do a soap opera, I don't know about that. Maybe there mm. are people who like that too. Oh, uh, you know, we're, we're all different, and so this is my personal preference. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, that's. Mm. Uh, that, I think that's that's very fair. Uh, so then, about the look of the game, you said you meant to use Unity, and it's in three D. Um, why did, why did you decide to use 3D? You know, do were you thinking of maybe? Did you ever think about doing it in 2D, 2.5D, or 3D? Were there any advantages that you think 3D gives uh, to the game oh, over yeah, other options? <laughs> no, I I believe in 3D as uh, having a lot of advantages. I mean, oh, first of all, I mean you have this. Uh, I mean, I don't know, it's 3D. Maybe it's a matter of taste. But I mean, I'm a 3D artist. I, I, I mean, oh, well, I can't that, that do, <laughs> I, I can do, do 2D. And recently, I actually picked up like some art classes and started, you know, little, doing a little bit of painting and maybe uh, doing some watercolors. But I mean, um, for most of my career, I mean, I've been doing 3D stuff. And uh, it's just, you know, for me, 3D universe is more natural. It feels better. I mean, I understand it better. And I think it does give more options in uh, terms of puzzles and in terms of um, character interaction. That's in yeah. my opinion. But I mean, it can be done with 2D. I mean, it, it all depends on the style, really, and probably personal preference of an artist. I mean, I can enjoy 2D just as much as 3D. Uh, Having mm. having someone made make the game, but I mean, uh, if I were to make a game in two D, I probably wouldn't, because that's not me. Uh, but you oh, know, as a product, I can enjoy it absolutely. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I I'm the same. I enjoy both two D and three D games mm -hmm. and two point five D and text adventures. I think whatever suits oh, yeah. the developers and whatever suits the, the game those. as well. Text adventures are awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I haven't played as, as many of those, but I think but whatever cool. whatever way you want to tell a story, make the game. You know, I think uh -huh. whatever suits the developers. Um, and then with the, with the voice actors, which we heard on the trailer and which you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, what, what can you tell us about uh, the actors that, that you got? Because they sounded pretty good. <laughs> oh, they are awesome. They are awesome. They are amazing. I mean, Sarah and James, they did a fantastic job on our main characters. And, well, we met five years ago on Fiverr. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yes, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and um, the thing is, with most of our characters, it's about giving, you know, it's about giving a thought and a chance to people. Because there are so many wonderful, artistic people who need, you know, recognition. Mm. Just you know, think think with your ears and your perspective. I mean, when you uh, that's like I don't know, maybe a piece of advice. I mean, I, I've just had a great experience, and I think it turned out awesome, in my opinion. And I haven't heard that uh, people complained about it. I I, I mean, I, I've seen, because those uh, the voice actors were completely hand selected. I mean, they're what I wanted to hear from exactly this character, you know, and we did have a little bit 
a bit of an audition for uh, our um, characters. So we um, didn't just, you know, say whoever, you know, <laughs> whoever can. <laughs> but we, but in the end, the funny thing is that, that I heard from one of our actors, I, I ended up sending him a picture of a character so he would have a better understanding of what he was doing. And he looked at the character and was like, oh my God, what did you do? This is me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you can predict the future and you can uh, see what the uh, voice actors look like. <laughs> Those are some pretty impressive talents. <laughs> hey, I don't claim that. <laughs> but it was it was kind of a cool moment. But I don't know. Do people sound like their voices? I mean, in a way, I guess they do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess so as well. It's 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 funny because sometimes you know if I listen to a podcast or something, and uh -huh. I hear the voices, and then I see the way they look. Sometimes it surprises me. I think, well, they look like that. I yeah, thought they yeah, look completely yeah. different. But yeah, sometimes it's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's a, yeah, that's more or less how a picture they would look like. So. so I think that's what pretty much happened there. But I mean, it was kind of a pretty cool moment for me. Um, and then, how did you go about? Uh, you know, d directing them. Um, was it uh, mm -hmm. remotely as well that you were working with mm -hmm. them? And uh, how was that process? Yeah, we did uh, remotely. We did everything remotely. Uh, and um, you've seen our budget, right? I mean, we went to Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, of course. That's what's most impressive about this game. That, you know, it's, it looks like a very expensive game that to make. <laughs> um, you know, it's really impressive. Thank you. Well, uh, we tried. We really, we really tried to make it as good as we can on uh, our very modest budget. Because because we only have two people working on this project, basically, at, uh, at its core. I mean, it's me and my husband. It also means that we don't really have a, a lot of, you know, luft on getting uh, funding in. Mm. So we really did have to think of how to make it, on, you know, as on budget as we can, because otherwise, I mean, we could pay like expensive actors probably, but then we would have to work uh, for uh, like in probably few months or so, you know, to pay for them. And that would take away from the development. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. So this uh, took a lot of sacrifice on our side, obviously. I mean, we uh, did have to downsize quite a bit on pretty much everything. <laughs> but, I mean, we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> So we survived. So we survived as a team. Uh, no, that's, and... that's the, that, I think that's the main thing. That's the most important thing. That <laughs> and, and I suppose you know because I've spoken to I think other um, you know uh, well couples who worked on a, on a game as well. I, mm -hmm. I spoke to the Coles before, Laurie and Corey Cole, who made Quest for Glory, and um, and and yeah, it's interesting to what you know they said they work together and. Uh, how did these, you know, how did you and your husband work together then? Did you work together? Did you go to different rooms sometimes or um, or if you ever had any disagreements or different ideas, uh, how did you work through those? Um, you know, was it easy, I think, or was it more challenging at times? Mm, yeah, yeah. After two years, it became a little bit less challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must, I must, I must mention that we are married for eighteen years. Oh wow! So, hold on, hold on. Maybe it's seventeen years. Maybe I just like. <laughs> okay, it's close. It's close. It's somewhere there. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm horrible with this, but um, after we got married, in uh, we started working together immediately. 
So wow. I mean, we have this so really, yes, and it was challenging in the beginning. I mean, <laughs> seriously, and I mean, without any kidding around. I mean, first two years they were tough. I mean, work-wise, because uh, constructive criticism it comes, uh, you know, in different forms. <laughs> And when you have this in the family environment, I mean, you just, if you're at work, I mean, and someone comes in and criticizes you, can you just, you know, go home and tell your wife or your husband or your cat that, oh my God, this horrible person at work, they were just so mean to me and, you know, we'll just, you know, forget about it for now and just watch a movie. But I mean, when you're stuck in the, the same environment, in the same room, you just keep discussing it <laughs> basically you know you're always in this uh, constant um, uh, improvement but you know what we did we made this uh, kind of um, challenge we made it into uh, something that's interesting because um, you can argue or you can uh, create something together hmm. so, after a while, this is what it came to. And uh, after that, it really stopped being challenging, I believe. I mean, we still have some tension from time to time because I mean, we are both artistic people and my husband, he's all, he also has artistic background. Uh, he also studied art and uh, he's an animator. So, I mean, once you have an artistic person and another artistic person, you know, collide, it's just, uh, you're bound to have some disagreements. But um, right now it's a pretty calm environment, I must say. Yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, look, you continued working on the game for seven years, you released it and it's, Looks really good, and you're still together, which is the main thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. we can make more. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, so then, uh, very quickly, then you mentioned the music. Uh, you right. got musicians. Um, what, what can you tell us about uh, you know musicians? And what kind of music were you looking for for Capia? We had a bit of addition there as well. What we were looking for is a little bit myst mysterious but also a little bit romantic in a way. Mm. Mm, but it also had to sound a little bit kind of, you know, apocalyptic robotic. Okay. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, um, we added an organ. Uh, and I think that's a really nice part of the soundtrack that we have by Philip Horvath. Um, and Thomas uh, Palazzi, he did an amazing job on the on all of his compositions. I think my favorite one is with the mother and uh, I actually listen to our soundtracks. I mean, really, I uh, turn them on and uh, it just, you know, goes in a loop and uh, it doesn't go all surprisingly because I mean, you can imagine how many times I've played the game. And <laughs> how many times you listen? Wow, that's, that's great. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, you see, I'm a bad person to ask about this because I mean, in the end, uh, what we ended up doing is uh, like um, for each track, but we had a little a short demo uh, that uh, our composer sent to me. And uh, I would approve or disapprove. And uh, most of the times I would just approve because I mean, it, it, because they would hit it on the spot. And uh, what I did on my side, I would send the uh, materials that we have on the level. So I would make a lot of screenshots and uh, I would describe what we are having, what we have going on inside the level. So then I just assumed, you know, it, this is out of my hands. And this is the mm. same system that we did with uh, our um, voiceover actors. Um, oh. Because I mean, we need to, uh, 
<laughs> I tried it. I tried it a couple a couple of times because, especially with voice acting, it's so easy to you know just say, "Oh, this sounds not like I would say it," you know. So this is bad. Mm. But on the other hand, you know, we are different people, and characters are different, you know, characters. So maybe maybe what you think it he should or she should so sound like isn't uh, how it should sound, you know, maybe someone has different interpretation. So I figured when whenever I tried to go and influence voice actors, I ended up with something that we ended up with going back to the first, you know, first take on it. <laughs> so this is, uh, the, so this is the system that we followed with our composers. So this isn't, this isn't me, this is them. I mean, uh, my part was to send them screenshots and maybe, you know, just, kind of, you know, give them directions because sometimes I did have to, you know, disagree with them because um, I know what's going to follow. I know what's going to, you know, happen in the other le levels where they don't, which was correct, I mean, immediately. And we just, we had a really good partnership with our composers. I mean, Thomas, he's absolutely awesome. Uh, I would recommend him anytime to anyone. I mean, he's just a really easy person to work with. So. Yeah, that sounds really, fantastic. Yeah, really good experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's great to hear. And um, yeah, no, I mean, and is the soundtrack available as well? Did I see is it oh, available on Steam or am Steam I Steam and GOG? We did soundtrack. Also, it's available I mean, on both. It is available on both because I mean, people were requesting it, <laughs> so we uh, decided. Yeah. So, <laughs> This is the first, uh, probably, um, you know, something that we didn't think of. That the first thing that people commented on, oh, is it go are we going to have a soundtrack as well? And so we were thinking, okay, we have all this amazing soundtrack already, you know, in the album. So why not uh, make it available for people? So we did. Yeah, fantastic. Well, so people can listen to it then exactly, um, separately yes. as well. And mm -hmm. um, and uh, we mentioned that the game is available on Steam and GOG and on GOG. I, I don't say that very often about games <laughs> uh, because oh. it, it seems to be kind of uh, you know difficult to get your game released on on GOG. First of all, congratulations! Thank I think you. That, that sounds like an achievement. By I mean, I don't know much about the process, but it sounds from what I've heard, it sounds like an you know it's just an achievement to have your game released on GOG. No, this is this was entirely brought to us by our magnificent community. We had the whole story about it and I was like, okay, because, uh, <laughs> do you want to hear the story? Yes, I, I think, uh, certainly, okay. I think. <laughs> okay, so, so. I'm going to speak for everybody watching and listening. I think the answer right. is yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys asked for it. So <laughs> it started back when we um, presented our first demo and it was like the very first take on Copium at the, um, and we presented it in Croatia. In, in, we presented in Croatia and uh, we were in the, our, our booth and we were like expecting, you know, people come in and look at it and we were going through green light at the same time. You, you remember back when Steam had green light? Yes, I do. Oh, it's yeah, like, so, so we, yeah, it sounds familiar. We went through that. Oh, wow. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Through that green light and uh, successfully, uh, it, it was a lot of stress, you know. <laughs> but yeah, 
we went through that and we were going through Greenlight and uh, we were at uh, this booth at this conference. And then we were approached by a representative from GOG and he was like, okay, you're having a pretty nice project going on. I was like, oh, wow, cool. And uh, he gave us uh, his card and I was like, okay, when you guys are done, you can just, you know, email us uh, your stuff and we will assess it. Uh, assess it, assess it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, nice. And it was just, you know, we have the GOG card, cool. Uh, we went back and then after that, we moved uh, two times. So from we, we went from Croatia to Israel and then from Israel, we went to Montenegro and somewhere on that way, we lost that card. Oh. I mean, and I didn't, and I had no idea that we lost it until until we actually had to, you know, do something about it. I mean, we already went through Kickstarter and I was like on Kickstarter, mm. it was like, okay, we're going to be available on GOG. It's, all, it's no problem. I mean, we, we, I've seen my uh, first version. I mean, right now, what we, what we have right now is definitely better than what we had back then. I mean, so it's obviously shouldn't be a problem. Uh, but then I don't have this card and I try to write to GOG and they have this, um, the way they work, uh, you just need to write to this uh, single email address and then hope that they will notice you, which I mean, I imagine they have like, I don't know, hundreds of emails coming in every day. Yeah. So I bet this makes it quite challenging. And so I just, you know, I was just, I, I was, I was so angry at myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, looked everywhere for this card, and uh, I just I, I, to this day I don't know where it went, but uh, it was just gone. And uh, I was just okay, community guys. This is what happened. And I told them the story, and I told the, the story to my Kickstarter because I mean, I just went honest with it because I mean, I know it's crazy stuff, but that's what happened. And uh, you know what they did. They started adding at GOG. <laughs> they started they started writing on their forum. And after that, I got contacted by their representative. Was it the same person who had contacted oh, you? Oh, you know, to be honest, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they were representative of GOG. That's the main yes, thing. Yes, they were the representative of GOG. I was like, oh my God, it's GOG. And of course, we sent them the key to our work and we're back. And we already had a key and we were going to release in like a week and they would say, okay, we won't have enough time. And then we postponed our release and they got back to us and said, okay, now maybe we will have enough time. So send us the key and uh, we will look at it. So they looked at it and they said, no problem. Wow. So that's that... the long story that we have. And I know it's a little bit. No, it's great. It was a happy ending to it as well. Yes. Because... Oh, I'm so happy that it has the happy ending because I mean, <laughs> for me, for me, the hardest part was, you know, mm, telling people on, on uh, Kickstarter that we are going to have GOG and then not having it. Mm. That was the most difficult part for me because, I mean, I could live with probably, you know, I mean, what can you do? Uh, how Yanis says in our game, uh, I, I'm self-quoting, it's horrible. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I, I think you're, you're fair enough, you know, I think it's fair enough to quote the game if it's, you know, it's, it's well written, you spent so long on it, you probably know the game off by heart. So. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, I'm delighted to hear that you were able to get it back on GOG. I mean, look, I think you the, the best option is to be honest as well, you know, to the Kickstarter. And uh, oh, I think, you know, I just owe it to people. I mean, they uh, put our, they, they did put our trust in us. I mean, I understand, mm. like, you know, um, investing your money is, it's, 
I mean, some tough stuff. I mean, it's not just like you don't do this every day. I mean, they invested their money, they invested their trust in us. And then me going there and going lying to them would be just horrible. So th this was the most challenging part for me, you know, letting them down, really. And so I'm so glad that it didn't happen, you know. Yeah, no, it was fantastic that it's uh, available on GOG and Steam. And so as we mentioned, uh, being available on GOG, you know, I think that's kind of like... Um, a seal of approval for a game because they don't just let any game. It's um, you know, it's it's uh, it seems to be you no know, very challenging process that they only decide one particular game. So huge congratulations on that. And Amy Tant, uh, who is Summer B as well, she said, "Congrats on the Cappy release. Looking Thank forward you. to playing it." Thank and you. I hope you like it. I'm sure to. I'm sure we want Sean D says I'm going to be playing it tonight. <laughs> so. Awesome! Leave me. Leave us some feedback. Leave us some yes, feedback. We, uh... we really need it right now. This is what happens. You know, guys. I know that every developer does this, but the reason that we do is not because we, you know, trying to force something onto. You. And if you don't want to, okay, it's it's, it's all right. I'm just gonna, you know, state my opinion and <laughs> about this because I mean. Um, this is how we, uh, as indie developers, this is how we can um, kind of get this visibility uh, in the challenging world of uh, AAAs and uh, people with the uh, publishers. So for us, for people who are doing this completely independently without, you know, any help in marketing, this is very important. So Absolutely. if you if you have a minute, and I understand if you don't want to, I mean, it's okay. I, I don't enforce it on you. But I mean, if you do get, get a minute, it, it does help a lot. It does help a lot. Yeah. So if, if, if people can leave reviews, uh, you know, it can be quick reviews on Steam, on oh, GOG. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it really, really does help. So especially if you'd like it, especially if they're indie. Um, <laughs> Shanti says, I promise that a positive review is coming as soon as I finish a good Aww. bit of the game. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you'll enjoy it. I, I'm, I, I really do. I really uh, do. I'm, I'm sure we will. We will review it on the podcast just as soon as we can oh, as well. Cool, cool. Uh, so looking forward to that. But um, and now, now, before we finish up, because I know I'm taking up more of your time than I said I would, but uh, with... Um, the uh, you know the controller it's this point and click and controller as well. Uh, do you have any? Or do you, now you don't have to say anything if you don't um, if you're not able to. But uh, do you know if you might be able to release it on consoles maybe in the future or is, do you think only PC for now? Oh okay. So the thing with with consoles and with actually Mac and Linux. Oh, yeah, I can Linux. never say it. Linux. I, I, I can never I say so, it correctly. Mommy, my, I don't know why. I don't know my why. pronunciation just... is terrible, as anyone <laughs> who listens to the podcast knows not to go by my pronunciation. <laughs> so. All right, guys. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. It just means I can't say it. <laughs> but the thing with those, uh, this whole complex is that we, um, because we had such a long development, our Unity version right now is kind of old. I mean, mm. by saying kind of old, I mean, it's drastically old. We need to um, update it. And uh, to do that, it I, I, I just can't uh, say how long it can take. Because I mean, the last time we did app update uh, to the newer Unity version, I mean, it took, I think, a few months. Um, and uh, we already went through this. So I know it's a hard process because we already went through this during the development. Uh, so this time, um, I just can't estimate that 
the amount of time it will take. I mean, it's not going to take years upon years <laughs> upon years, but I mean, it may take some time. So, and uh, we are covering, because we didn't hit this stretch goal on Kickstarter, we are covering it from our own pocket. So please guys understand us. I mean, we want to do it. It's in our own um, interest because we want to do consoles. We want to do uh, Mac and we want to do Linux and uh, we, we want to do all this. Um, we want to support, you know, um, with our work, your, your community, because I know it's important to you. Uh, but right now, what I can say about um, um, how things run, uh, we uh, do have um, a couple of testers who went through the game under Linux uh, on Proton emulator. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people do understand uh, that uh, uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. a well, most people <laughs> know that yeah, it's okay. a challenging so process. It's basically a thing that makes uh, makes uh, it looks like Windows. I don't know how it works. Okay, I don't. Okay, I, I, I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Can but I, I can't. I can't say, but I can say it properly. So I probably shouldn't. Because okay, I'm not a technician on this uh, team. <laughs> My husband knows more. <laughs> Well, but, look, uh, you, you guys have, have just released a game that you've worked so hard on. So what I would say is you deserve a bit of a rest. Okay. First of all. <laughs> That's what I would say. Okay. And, um, and yeah, and I think I can speak for a lot of people. I mean, I'm just saying that now. Yes, I speak for everyone, let's say. <laughs> um, no, but I would say you can, say you can afford to take a, you know, a bit of a rest for as long as you guys wish, because you've released a game, worked already seven years on it, and it's uh, getting really good reviews. And Sean D said, um, yeah, I know how important it is to satisfy the almighty algorithm. And he said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said I'm going to leave a nice, proper, long, heartfelt review, Aww. not a piddly little one-liner. <laughs> oh, thank you. Just, thank uh, you. <laughs> so you got uh, Sean D, who is really supportive anyway and um and then i guess um the final question then i mean when if i know you just released this game uh do you plan in the future do you have um again if you're not able to answer it's no problem at all um do you plan on uh, releasing more games in the future do you have any other ideas uh would there be maybe more set in the capia universe something different or or are you done now is this this experience now no uh, we're not done we're not done because <laughs> i mean uh we uh, we 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 went such a long road i mean uh, to you know to get to this point this was an idea and um this was an idea to get this new career Mm. So you can expand, expect more games from okay, us. Okay, that's good. Because, I mean, we already have a lot of ideas and a couple of them are really well through thought out ideas, I would say that. Um, and I think you will be pleasantly surprised because I mean, we're going to go creative with it. Uh, so, but I mean, right now we just had a release, so maybe of course. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit no, too early. We want to start working immediately on your mm. next game. <laughs> I don't mind start, starting working, I don't mind that, but I mean, just uh, you know, I don't want to um, lower the excitement for the copy <laughs> because no, we, do, of we, course. Do, we do need to fund the development, guys. So, if you want to see course. more games, we need you to buy this one. <laughs> Yeah, so go go out and buy Capia, leave reviews, and um, and yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, well, Kieran says uh, people with Linux will know what you mean. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 so, cool. Yeah, so you can try it already. Um, so 
Yeah, well, I think that's all the questions that I have for you, Anna. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, is pleasure any- is all mine. Well, that's great. Is there anything else that you would like to mention that we haven't covered, that we haven't said? Apart, I mean, we have said leave reviews <laughs> on Steam and GOG. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to, to mention or talk about? I do, I do. I want to thank everybody who supported us through these long years of development and there were people who were with us from the very beginning of the project was a little bit crazy but i mean you guys were absolutely amazing i don't think we could have done it without your help and without your support was absolutely awesome i mean uh, you guys are marvelous we have the best community around us i don't know i'm just lucky i'm crazy Mm. lucky you guys are awesome so well, <laughs> right back at you because I think you can nearly so most of the time you can tell I think online you know who's who's a good person who's a nice person who's not and I felt immediately when I first um, you know saw your comments and started chatting with you I thought oh Anna seems really nice and I think oh. she is really nice and I think a lot of people will agree with me because this is the first time we're actually talking but if I felt like I I've known you for for years now just you know chatting with you online on Facebook and Twitter right. and uh, and yeah I think I can safely say that you are very nice and your husband Thank seems you. very nice as well so i'm thank you he's nice he's nice he's <laughs> hiding he's hiding but he will i'll drag him to light i drag him to light <laughs> well um well no and the well, same until... to you by the way it's not I, absolutely so <laughs> it was uh, such a pleasure i mean i just had the greatest time i mean i, I thought i would be tired but when i started talking and you just got me you know more motivated well i'm delighted oh. to hear it's been an absolute pleasure and again thank you to everyone watching the chat and thank you to all the podcast listeners out there as well uh, again they, they really are a lovely community i they think are. Um, they are amazing which, uh, you know, really, really supportive as well. Uh, well, look, the very, very best of luck with First World Capia. I, I, um, I hope you continue to get these great reviews. I hope it does well. And I hope you can continue making games as well. And I look forward to playing it. Thank and, you. Uh, so thank you so much, Anna. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. It was a pleasure all mine. So that was my interview with Anna Antinova of Two for Two who spoke about her game, Capia, a really, really lovely person. And uh, and I really hope that uh, they get to make more adventure games. Uh, we haven't had a chance to play Capia yet. I hope to soon. And we will be reviewing it on the podcast just as soon as we get a chance to play it. And I uh, would love to have her on again on the podcast. So thank you again, Anna. And um, so that's it for this, uh, this week, this recording. Uh, so hopefully next week... Or the week after, hopefully next week, I'll be joined again by Thomas and Laura as we will be talking about the latest adventure games that we have been playing. And you can also check out our special episode where we speak for an hour and a half about Monkey Island. Yes, we talk about the announcement of Return to Monkey Island. We talk memories, we talk theories and expectations and hopes for the new games. You can check us out uh, there on the website. And uh, or anywhere you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, you can find the website, uh, the link there to the video. So, uh, so yeah, so that's it for this uh, this week. Thanks again for listening and thanks for all your support. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at AdventGamePod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you